Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out Anchor. Dot .fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Welcome to the third episode of uh, Paddle and Finn. I'm Scott, here with Brian. I'm Brian. Say hello, Brian. There we go. Awesome. Hello, hello. And we are, uh, tonight we're going to talk about a few different things. First of all, um, just to kind of give us an agenda here, we're going to talk ICAST, right? And some of the new products, kayaks, they got some new fishing rods for kayak fishermen, uh, that sort of thing. We're going to talk uh, some special news on your end, bro, Brian. Yeah, the, uh, I uh, got the demo days under my belt and did a new boat purchase. Yep, we're going to talk about that and then um, talk a little bit about some of the fishing we did. And then uh, we're going to have a new segment at the end tonight, which is going to be uh, it's going to be story time around the campfire. What do you think about that? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it. It'll be a good one. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> You can Let's fast leave it forward at that. now. It's going to be epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, oh, I mean so man. let's start with ICAST, man. So, I mean, I, you know, we both have kind of been following it from afar. Neither of us went. But, I mean, there's so much out there on YouTube and, um, and you know, through other resources, Kayak Angler, et cetera, to kind of see what's happening. I mean, what are your thoughts on some of the new stuff and kind of what you uh, – what kind of caught your attention, Brian? Um, Well, it seems like more – boat manufacturers are definitely getting into the pedal game um you know 
uh, Pelican came out with the release of their take on the Mirage Drive. Yep. At, Catch one thirty. Yep. Yep, which is supposed to be coming out, I believe, the beginning of next year at a really affordable price compared to your Hobie. Yeah. So I know that's kind of caused an uproar. um, Well, on that one one in particular, I mean, it's a 13-foot, it's almost a 13-foot kayak. It's 12-foot 6. It's got that, uh, I guess the patent ran out. Is that what I'm hearing? On the, yeah, uh, the, the patent was up on the Mirage Drive. So now any manufacturer is, you know, open to use it. And, you know, um, Pelican jumped on it right away. And, you know, I don't see it as a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. You know, more yep. people are more of these kayak manufacturers are evolving into what, you know, everybody's asking for, so to speak. So I think it's a good thing for sure. The one thing that I thought was kind of, kind of cheesy about it, but the more I thought about it, I guess it kind of changed my mind. Cause I guess the Hobie has been like that for years, but there's no reverse. You actually have to lift the drive out, flip it around 180 degrees and drop it back in to go in right. reverse, which I don't think anybody would do ever. Um, <coughs> But the more and more I thought about it, it's like you really don't need reverse on it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to be – I don't know. It just in my mind, right. I thought – more and more I thought about actually using it. I was like, you know what? You probably – it's not that big of a deal, you know? What do you, what do you think? Right. I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I mean, unless it's a windy day and, you know, you're fishing up close to docks and shore like I've right. talked about before. Yep. That's the only spot I could see it really being an issue. Yep. But – um you know, how often is that happening? And I, I guess it really depends on, you know, where you're fishing and the type of fishing you're doing, you know, like, like for me, for me lately, I've been that guy fishing the docks later in the evenings, throwing buzz baits, you know, and I'm paddling around. Granted, the wind hasn't been totally bad, but it, it hasn't killed my fishing when it is kicked up a little bit. Yeah. I'm having a, Paddle a little bit more, straighten me out, but I don't think it's that huge of a deal. And regardless, if you have a pedal drive or not, you should always have some kind of paddle on you just in case, right. you know. So, uh, you know, six to one, half a dozen to the other, you know, it's it's all going to be a personal preference. But I, I think in the long run, it's a great thing. And it's another big step um, in the pedal generation of kayaks, you know, that, you know, more and more people are jumping on. And with that said, I know new canoe is, uh, coming out with a new pedal drive. It's not the H2O pro pad, no, right? It's no, something it's, it's different. Called, it's, it's called the pivot drive. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's something that new canoes doing their self themselves. Correct. I, I'm they, not are. 100% sure. they are. In fact, um, I guess there were a lot of issues with the, the H2 pro pad and, um, the pivot drive, apparently they went back to the drawing board, took it in-house, and, and made a bunch of improvements. I've seen some video of it. I mean, it's quiet as can be. Um, that Alex Fishing Channel, you know the one I'm talking about? The guy that, like, straps torpedoes and stuff to, like, kayaks and goes yeah, yeah, yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he took it for, for a ride at iCast. It looked pretty sweet, but I, I thought the old one did, too. So I guess you'd have to try it and figure it out. But that's supposedly pricing's coming out in August, and that one's not going to be out till a little later this year either. So, uh it's going to be a weight game. Dude, couple other ones, man. Old Town came out with the new Topwater series. I don't know if you did. You follow any of that? 
Yeah, I just, um, I just uh, today saw a brief um, mm -hmm. description on that, and you know, which I'll get into later. Talking about my demo days, I actually took a PDL on a test run, and I got to say, yeah, the Predator PDL, mm -hmm. and. I got in that thing and I took off from the shore. He's and, fast, uh, right? It, it was quick. It was quick. <laughs> and, um, you know, because that boat's so big, it, you know, the turning was a little laggish, but, um, you know, the overall, like, takeoff and performance, I mean, it granted, I, I have some long legs, but that thing, like, got up and went. I was, I was blown away. Well, and that's a 12-footer, right, I think? Uh, the, yeah, the it's like, it's like 12, 12 and a half, somewhere in that area. Yeah. Cause the, the top water, what's interesting about those is those are actually shorter. Okay. And not, not only are they shorter, like they're 10 foot, etc., but they have the pedal drive built into one of them. Um, and it's, it's literally, I think going to be retailing for 1999, which is pretty amazing price wise. Yeah. Because I want to say the, the normal predator PDL is uh, in the area of like what twenty nine hundred twenty eight. Yeah, for sure. And it's a longer like kayak. It's it's a big rig, right? right. I mean, oh, so. it, it's big and it's heavy. I mean, I yeah, lifted yeah. that thing off the trailer, and that was the one complaint I had about it was it was so heavy. Is that um, the one that weighs as much as the Hobie? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's it's pushing like one ten, one twenty, okay. whereas okay. Hobie's at like one thirty five. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, and the one downfall of it was, is when you came to shore, you had to pull that whole drive out of the boat where yeah. I have to correct myself from last episode when I was talking about the Jackson Kusa, I never realized that that, um, system branch or coming ashore or something like that, that propeller system, um, goes up into the bottom of the boat. So you're not getting snagged on stuff or ripping off your prop blade, things like yep. that. Whereas yep. I thought the opposite, it was fixed and you had to actually pull it up. So yeah. I just wanted to correct myself on that. So with that being said, yell out. Um, yeah, I, I was impressed by the performance of it, but you know, again, you had to pull that unit out, the boat super heavy. So I'm hoping that this, you know, new series that they came out with, you know, they made some adjustments to address those issues for sure. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> like we were talking about last week, I mean, about propulsion, I mean, Feel Free came, finally came out with the Dorado, uh, which has the pedal uh, drive. And it also has a motor attachment, I guess, that pivots off that same drive. Um, yeah, I think it's like a, a battery box or something yep. that hooks off up to it with a gearbox that yep. you know drives the boat. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like pedal pedal powered kayaks everywhere. You know, it was like a, a ton of new product, which was exciting for me. I mean, obviously uh, with everything we talked about last week, but uh, yeah, it seemed like there were a ton of those those kinds of products coming out of ICAST this year for sure. Yeah, definitely. You're seeing you're seeing some big moves in the kayak fishing industry. Uh, I mean. It, it's it's catching on man it's getting hot and i i like what i'm seeing um you know a couple of other things that i saw there was a um tackle storage system that i had saw on our instagram feed and for the life of me i cannot find it anywhere else i i saw an image of it but it reminded me um 
there's a brand of, you know, tools that I use, um, in my line of work, uh, Fez tool. And they have this system where you have boxes and they can interlock together, or you could take, you know, one box off the top yep. two you know, two off, whatever. And it was a system like that. But for the life of me, I can't find it again. Yep. Um, who made it? Um, but it, that was definitely one thing that, uh, I definitely liked. And then I also saw that, um, you know, being that I have the Ascend kayak, um, Yak Power is making a big move too for powering GoPros and, um, you know, fish finders, everything like that. So you can hook everything up through that one power port, which I thought oh, was pretty cool. impressive. Yeah. yeah. So now you can charge your GoPros while you're in the boat, you know, on the run if your battery's dying. So oh, that's that cool. was a cool, th- that was definitely a cool thing that I had seen um, for sure. So did you, did you see some of those? Um, <clears throat> there's one company called Bayak, And then there's another one that's actually run by the same guy that, uh, that runs Jackson kayak. And I thought of your dad who's looking to get a right to looking to get a fishing kayak. It's actually, right. It's two pontoons. It's like two kayak pontoons, for lack of a better term. And it's I got did a, see that a deck that kind of latches them together. And yep. it's got a full size seat. I mean, you sit in full upright position, and then it's got a pedal drive. I mean, I forget what the the, the Jackson uh, uh, company name is, but the Bayak, the Bayak is uh, uh, the only uh, n- name that comes to mind. Yeah, I did see that. Um which I think is pretty cool. You know, the only thing, uh, the downfall that I would see would be, you know, transport overall, but I did see that. And it, I mean, that looks like a super stable platform, you know, to fish off of how it paddles. That may be another story. Well, and did you see how much it costs? I did not know. <laughs> I mean, you're talking 3,600 bills. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's not a cheap, uh, <laughs> and I'm trying it's to the co- transport it too, you know. But. Yeah, it's the cost of a Hobie, you know. So. <clears throat> it is. It is. Um, yeah. One other cool thing that I saw that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in is Yak Gear is launching a new keel uh, protection product. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, you know, all I've seen is a picture of it and a brief description, but, um, you know, a lot of people are saying they'd be excited to see what it looks like after a month or two of abuse. But, you know, um, I think it's something cool because that's something I'm interested in. And, and I know a lot of other people that are kayaking are interested in, you know, coming into shore, hitting the front of your boat on the, yep. you know, cement or whatever, yep. you know, scratching up the front of your boat. So, yep. um, you know, I was excited that somebody's, you know, jumping on that and, you know, doing something for that, you know, stock out of the box. So, well, another thing I thought was interesting um, was it uh, looks like St. Croix is coming out with a new line of rods called Mojo Yak. Have you heard about these? Uh, you told me about them briefly oh, okay. on Sunday when I saw you, but uh, I that haven't seen them memory. personally. Yeah. No, 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 no worries. So they, they've got a short butt, I guess, um, but they don't sacrifice the useful section of the actual rod. 
So uh, it's a shorter ride, but again, like I said, it's from the from the reel up. It's a it's a real deal length. Uh, I don't I don't know. Do you have any issues with the your ride lengths or because I guess the whole idea of the short butt length is uh, is the uh, what do you call it uh, the life vest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have no issues. Um, yeah, I don't. Either. I mean, I you know my rod storage, my rods, you know, sit in my tubes. Yep. just fine um yep. i've had no issues with that at all okay gotcha so, i haven't either but they look pretty cool yeah 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 from what you had uh briefly described to me um yeah that's pretty sweet know, sounds like a winner all around for the yak guys it sounds it sounds to me like it's a little bit of uh um i don't know like i i really don't see the use like or that or that i'm struggling with anything rod wise but how much you want to bet I'll wind up with a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it goes, right? right? So. Yeah. Well, cool, but, man. Uh, what, what else I cast-wise? Anything else that you thought was interesting? There was, uh, there's a couple baits out that uh, kind of caught my eye. Um, you know, I've been fishing that Picasso chatter bait. Yep. And um, I just saw. I believe it's Strike Kings coming out with a chatter bait that looks like that Picasso, yeah. but it's got an underspin under it as well. So it's sending a ton of vibration through the water. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure I'll pick one or two of those up, give them a shot, and yeah, see yeah, yeah. how they go. Um, and then also, because I've been on this buzzbait kick lately, um, and I just recently saw um a youtube video by tactical bassin um they were talking about buzz baits and using skirtless buzz baits and putting plastic swim baits on there oh really and yeah so you know guys are throwing you know um like the kai tech swim bait or the one i just saw as well had a frog on the back which okay. is a top water bite but you're but you also have that blade churn in the water stirring it up getting that fish's attention so i'm uh i'm actually gonna pick up some of those skirtless buzz baits and throw some plastics on them and uh you know see how it goes yeah this one uh it's a, made by strike king it's kevin van dam toad buzz and gurgle toad and it's got a plastic frog on the back with a buzz blade in front of it but it sits it looks like what they did is they put that blade further up in front of that plastic, but the distance between the wire with the hook on it and the, the actual blade is closer together. So that gotcha. fish is actually coming up to get it. So uh, I'm kind of interested in that for sure. But uh, well, it looks like Z-Man's coming out with some, like a, their own spinner bait, and then they've also got a swim jig and a football jig too. See those? I did see those as well. Yeah, it's it looks like they're trying to expand, uh, you know, their the brand, one. and yeah. you know, kind of get into some other things. Which, you know, they they've been doing pretty darn well, I think, on yeah, you know, all, all their Ned rigging and stuff like that. So. Um, there's also the Tokyo rig that I had seen, um, which seems interesting. It's almost like a a cross between um, like a drop shot 
and something else. I mean, it, it's a goofy looking thing, but I can see it working. Well, it's almost like a, it's almost like a Texas rig, right? But it's, but it's not a worm. It's like a part worm, they're, part lizard. They're, it's, yeah. They're using like creature baits on it. Right. So, right. Which, which I think is cool. Weight, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, that that chatterbait I was talking about with the underspin is actually made by Fishhead, and they're calling it Primal Vibe. Okay. So um, you can look that up for sure. Um, that looked pretty sweet as well. But uh, other than like that, we're spending our money on a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's how it goes every year. You know, yeah. something new comes out, you want to try it, and. <clears throat> You know, if it works, it works, and you're buying more and more. And if it doesn't, then uh, oh well, that was money down the drain, right? <laughs> yep. So, yep. but uh, yeah, it it seems like there's some new stuff all around: reels, rods, baits. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a pretty cool year, I think, for uh, new fishing gear for sure. Well, on on the on the topic of. Um... I guess to kind of end that segment on ICAST, I mean, there was so much going on, uh, a lot of new cool stuff. But let, let's kind of transition because there's also some new cool stuff that is actually sitting in your garage right now, right? Yeah. So maybe, it, maybe you can talk a little bit about demo days and kind of how that went and what you wound up coming home with. Yeah, so uh, did the demo day. Um, I w- took out the uh, new canoe pursuit the Bonafide SS-127, and then I also wanted to dr- try the Jackson Cusa pedal drive, but their dr- their upper drive on that was actually broken, so I didn't get a chance to take that out. So I took the Predator um, PDL out and uh, gave that a shot. Um, I started with the new canoe, and being that I had fished out of your Frontier 12, you know, I was looking for this thing to be super stable. Um, I knew it'd be pretty fast in the water just because it's long and narrow. Um, but I was a little disappointed on the stability. Now, when I first took it out, I, you know, I kind of paddled out and I stood up right away. Um, so maybe my sea legs weren't equipped because I ended up taking it out again a little bit later. And I think I was texting you and I was like, you know, the second time out, it wasn't as bad. Um, I mean, I like the open deck on it. Um, it was definitely quick in the water, easy to paddle, easy to turn. Um, it just didn't have the stability that I was looking for. I was looking for a kayak that I could stand and fish out of. Um, I took that PDL out. And like I said earlier, I started cranking on those pedals, man. And I was, it was like, I had a five horse motor on the back. I just took off running. Um, but like we talked about in propulsion, you know, I wanted to try the reverse and, you know, it was easy as backpedaling and it was pretty sweet. And the rudder system on it, um, was super nice, you know, because it is a bigger boat, it turned a little wider. Um, but I mean, all in all for a a pedal kayak, you know, I thought it was, it was a great option, but it wasn't my fit. Um, Stability wise, I think it was okay. Um, it wasn't as good as what I ended up with. I think um, it was pretty close, 
But uh, lastly, I took out the Bonafide SS-127. And uh, needless to say, I purchased one. And uh, it's currently sitting about five feet away from me. (laughs) But uh, I was super impressed. You know, the one thing, you know, seeing you with your new canoe, um, you know, the biggest struggle I see that you have sometimes is setting up and tearing it down. Right. and that wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to deal with because yep. I, I do make those short trips in the evening and stuff and stuff. So I don't really have to screw anything in other than, you know, my depth finding. I bought a yak attack cell block, um, which will slide right into a rail, screw it down and I'll be done with it. But the seat super comfortable in and out of the boat, no problem. Um, Stability-wise, it I was pretty impressed. Um, this weekend, I got out twice, and I stood and fished half the time I was on the water, yeah. um, even with boats going by, and didn't really have any issues. Um, super impressed. The front hatch, I put my rods in it in the hull of the boat. That was easy. Um, I did buy the black pack by Yak Attack um, to hold all my tackle in the back. And it's got three rod holders on it, which I may try to add three more to as well. Um, Just so if I want to bring more than three rods, I have that option. Um, But that thing drops right into the back of the seat. You know, I can get to the top of the box in my seat or... Standing up and turning around isn't an issue either. Um, you know, it. the only complaint I have is, is it's a little sluggish on the turning, but that's because of the tri-hole design. So, I mean, it's it's the game of give or take. And I don't think, you know, like I think I told you, it's not racing in my kayak unless, you know, for say I was in a fishing tournament and I was trying to get to my spot you know, trying to get past the, uh, the pedal guys, but, uh, you know, overall that boat's pretty, pretty darn quick. It gets up and goes compared to my ascend where it's a little sluggish off the start. And then once you start moving, you know, you're actually going, um, I mean, that thing paddle wise just gets up and goes. So, um, and the other, big improvement is I picked up a nice lightweight carbon fiber Werner paddle, which, um, I mean, you got to try my boat this weekend and the paddle. I mean, what, it, what were your thoughts on it? Cause that was the first time you actually what seen and sat and paddled it, right? The bone For fiber. sure. There, there were a bunch of things that I was kind of blown away by that I thought were, would be minor, but they wound up being pretty major. Um, the first one was, I thought the boat cut really well. It was easy to get up to speed. I mean, it cuts through the water like a knife. Um, right. Like you said, the turning's a little uh, a little slower than you would expect with with how fast it is. But at the same time, too, I mean, I really didn't think it was that big of a deal. In fact, uh, I'm used to a much wider boat um, right. in, in my frontier. So it, everything felt faster right in the Bonafide to me. Um, that said, when I stood up, I mean, I, I thought it was plenty stable. 
uh, when you stood up, I even took some video. We'll throw it on Instagram. I mean, you're sitting there just casting out of that thing, and it was like no big deal. So stability-wise, I thought it was solid, really solid as far as the kayak goes. What I was most impressed with, to be honest, um, I could not believe what a difference that paddle made. Yeah, um, right, right. I, you know, I, I thought the boat was fantastic. I mean, that was kind of expected, so that really wasn't a surprise to me. But uh, everyone seems to talk really good things about Bonafide and um, – that they definitely didn't let let me down uh, from that perspective. But the paddle, you know, I'm the kind of guy that walks in and goes, a paddle's a paddle's a paddle, and I just need it to get from point A to point B. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it seems like a lot of minutia, right, to spend $150 more on a paddle than when I can get one for a lot cheaper kind of thing. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I was sold. When I tried that paddle, um, you know, the fiberglass ends, it was like probably – half or less than half the weight of my, my, my paddle. And, um, it was, it it was a game changer. It absolutely was. It totally changed my mind on that without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the one thing going into buying a new boat is I knew I was going to invest some money into a new paddle because I've been using cheaper paddles Yeah, and, you know, just paddling around for two hours the next morning, my arms are pretty sore. Oh, Um, you know, which again, you know, I'm trying to get like he man, but yeah. uh, now it's going to take a little longer because that paddle is so much lighter. Sure. You know, I mean, it, it's definitely not cheap, but I think it's well worth it for the energy you're saving overall um, paddling and, you know, easy use and everything else. Um, and there was no flex in it either. Like, I really expected a lighter paddle to have a little more flex. You know, it's thinner. I'm thinking sure. it's, but the, but the materials they use, and that's what... I guess cost justifies it is, you know, it's a much more robust pole, you know? Yeah. uh, Carbon fiber shaft and, you know, the fiberglass paddle. There was no flex. There was no flex at all. I mean, it was unbelievable. It's, it's pretty stiff for as light as it is. I'm, I've been absolutely happy with that. But I mean, with all that being said, going into that demo days, I didn't think I was going to be walking away with a bona fide. I I think I even told you I was like pretty set that I was going to pick up the new canoe pursuit. Yeah. And I I got to say I got to hand it to those guys at you know at Bonafide and Yak Attack. I mean, they definitely did their homework and listened to the anglers and you know definitely put their work in and did a fantastic job on you know putting this boat together for sure. So. It's kind of, it's kind of a cool time though to to be kayaking to be honest because it seems like there's so many good boats out there like you had mentioned you took the predator out and it was like yeah that yeah. was a totally I mean, different experience you know and to um, to be a hundred percent honest I think if I would have walked away with any of those three boats I I would have been satisfied sure um, you know but the bona fide I felt just fit more of my needs so to speak. So, you know, that's why I picked it up. So, so far, so good, you know, and we'll also have to, we'll also have to put the video up of me, uh, trying to get up and stand on the gunnels. That's another, another funny one as well. (laughs) Yeah. You, you, you almost lost it, but you, you saved it, man. It was was beautiful. I I almost took a swim. (laughs) So, but, uh, did you try to stand in the predator? I did. I did stand in it. Um, it was probably as stable as the Bonafide. Yep. However, that boat, the the sidewalls on it are 
or the gunnels, I should say, are a lot taller than what the Bonafide is. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, it was a little shaky, but it, it I mean, I would compare the stability standing-wise probably more towards your uh, Frontier 12, which I think is, uh, you know, super stable. The Bonafide compared to the the 12, I'd have to say that the Frontier is a little more stable standing-wise. I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Because you've, you've stood in both now, and you've definitely had more time in the the uh, new canoe than than the Bonafide. But I, I feel – I think it's more of a perception thing. I thought they were pretty close. Um, okay. I know the guys at Rocktown were telling me that uh, the Bonafide is actually – for years they said the Frontier 12 was the most, but – Lately, they've been talking about the Bonafide for stability. And what's interesting is when I stand in both, I, they still feel like I'm in a kayak on water regardless. You know, I, you know, I still feel like they're, it's not like standing on, on solid ground. But I'll tell you this, when, when I stand in both of them, I don't feel like I'm going in, you know, and I feel right, like I can right. throw and I feel like I can move and, and, and I don't feel like I'm a statue, you know. Um, but I'd have, I'd have to say – I there's something mentally with me in the frontier because it's 41 inches wide and maybe it's that sure. little bit extra from a perception, like just from a visual perspective that makes me think that I've, I've, I've got more stability, but I, I think I told you on, on Sunday, I was kind of, I was kind of floppy in the frontier as well. I don't know what was going on with me on Sunday, but uh, I, I just couldn't get my sea legs. I think I moved my seat back uh, or forward rather. So I was in a thinner part of the hull. Um, and I could stand, it was fine, but it was just, I, I didn't feel as solid as I, as I felt in the past. So, but I think the Bonafide was right there. I really do. Yeah. And that was one thing at the demo days that, you know, I told myself going into it is move around in these boats. You know, I acted like I was crawling into the back to get, you know, For sure. in, into my tackle box and stuff. And, you know, the deck space on the Bonafide is, a little tighter because you have that dry box in the center right in front of your seat. So you're kind of having to maneuver your feet around that to turn around. Yeah. However, I didn't feel as tipsy maneuvering around that in the Bonafide as I did in the new canoe pursuit. That's right. That's right. You know. What What about the, um, uh, from a... I guess from a storage perspective, I mean, you, you have your send and, and what, what did you think of the Bonafide from that perspective as far as like the, all the different compartments, the dry storage, it seems like you get a lot more, no? Yeah. Yeah. The storage, I mean, that's the one complaint I had about the Ascend is that back hatch. I did take the hatch cover off and turn it around, but getting into the back and into that hatch while you're on the water for me, at least, um, because I am a bigger guy. Yeah. I struggle with that. Um, but, yeah, with being able to put my rods in through that front hatch of the Bonafide is nice. I threw them in there, tipped the kayak over, put it on the roof rack to get it home. Um, that is super crucial to me. Um, the junk junk bin or bait bin, whatever you guys want to call it, that's underneath the seat. I was throwing plastics in there. Um, any bait I was cutting off, I was throwing it in there and then I could pick it back out and retie it. Yeah. The only drawback of that is, is you got to empty it out before you tip it back over and throw it on your roof rack. Right. Right. So, <clears throat> cause it doesn't slide out. You have to, um, 
you have to have a, a screwdriver to loosen the stop that will allow it to come out of the actual track. So that's the only downfall. I wish I could just take that out. And I, I mean, I probably could just pull that stop out so I could just remove that bait bin out of my boat, throw it in the car. But then again, that's one more thing. I got to slide into a track to get back on the water. Right. So, you know, it depends what, what's easier, you know, if I'm going through a ton of, ton of different lures that day, then yeah, it might be easier just to pull that bin out, throw it back in the back of the car and, you know, head home. But, um, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super digging it in the setup. Um, I know I'm looking at either probably, I'm pretty sure my mind's met up that made up that I'm going to get a, a micro power pole for the back. So when I do that, we'll, uh, we'll definitely give a review on that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, 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 so talk a little bit about the weight. Your ascend was 98 pounds bone. Drive. Yeah. And the bona fide is 68, I believe. Wow. That's um, right. yeah. That, and that was one thing, you know, I've put the, um, I've put the ascend on the top of my car by myself, um, which is not an easy task. Yeah. I'm sure anybody nearby that has seen me, um, has probably got a few chuckles out of me doing so, but, um, the bonafide, I mean, it's so much lighter. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, 30 pounds or whatever, but it, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you, um, I'm sorry, 69 pounds haul weight. So, I mean, that's so much lighter than the Ascend at 98 or 99. Without a doubt. Uh, you know, a little bit easier to maneuver by yourself, mm -hmm. getting it on and off the uh, car. I mean, even my, you know, 14-year-old daughter helped me get it off the top of the car. And she was like, this is so much lighter, Dad, oh, yeah. than, the, than the other boat. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I'm super impressed with it. Um, you know, as time goes on, I'm sure I'll talk more and more about it. You know, different things that I'm doing to it and whatnot. I still have to put my cell block together um, for my depth finder setup. Um, and I got a few other things that I want to mount on there. But, uh you know, the black pack and the, uh, and the boat and the paddle have been absolutely phenomenal. But um, it was good to see when I did go to that demo day, there was uh, an older gentleman there. Um, it only kayaked a couple times by renting a kayak, and he was there demoing a sit-in, a couple sit-ins, and he actually uh, went back to the paddle shop a couple days later and bought a boat. He so, did. Do you know what he got? Yeah. Um, it was a Pungo, uh, Wilderness Systems Pungo. Okay. Um, so, you know, talking to the gentleman at the paddle shop there, he's like, that's probably their most common seller for a sit-in, just, you know, leisure, sure. luxury cruiser, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, I know when uh, me and that gentleman talked at shore, um, he said he really liked that boat because of the open cockpit in it. Um, whereas the other ones, he 
demoed, you know, was kind of more enclosed and uh, he just didn't feel comfortable with that, you know, being a beginning paddler, but he said it cut through the water, you know, super quick. And, you know, he definitely, you know, did his due diligence and, you know, put the thing to the test. He was paddling all over the river. So it was cool to hear that, uh, you know, he made it back out and, you know, I met another guy. He said, uh, you know, if he ever comes up to the area, he hopes to run into me on the water again. So, um, it was, it was pretty cool to see his perspective. So, and not only that, but see, you know, I mean, he had a few years on, on both of us, you know, an older gentleman like that getting into the sport, you know, I mean, yeah, we definitely want to get the younger kids involved, but not only that, you're getting some of the older folks involved and, you know, just, you know, the sport is growing and that, that just super excites me. So. So we, we also kind of did a little bit of demo in, um, we were fishing on Sunday and I, I took your kayak out, you, but then we, we actually took the trolling motor out for, for a little spin as well. Yeah. Um, so you, you released the footage of, uh, your trolling motor setup on, uh, your new canoe, what, two weeks ago. Yep. yep. I think it was. And, uh, we, we definitely put it to use this Sunday. What were your thoughts? You know, it was, um, I was impressed with, uh, it was just cool having a, a trolling motor strap, strapped to your kayak, but, um, there were, there were disappointments and there were positives. So I'll start with the disappointments. Um, I ran it front battery and then obviously trolling motor off the, the stern and, um, I had the uh, pull extension, right. For the, for the throttle and all that good stuff. It's a little kludgy to control it because it's got a U-joint on there. So it's kind of a long, lanky. I mean, you drove it a little bit. I'm sure you felt it as well. Right. It's kind of right. a little goofy to control. A lot of times you turn it on the motor when you don't mean to and things like that. So it's going to take a little bit to figure out the control. But more so than that, um, trying to pull the motor up. You know, I've got that pulley system uh, to actually pull it up. And it actually uh, collapses that, that clip. So you can actually pivot the motor up and out of the water. Um, right. It's... To do that, though, you kind of have to have the back of the deck almost completely empty. You can't have a black pack back there, or maybe you can. Uh, you just got to work through it and figure it out. But uh, you have to use that long arm to actually go ahead and pivot that motor up. So that was kind of a disappointment was it's almost like when I do that, I'm going to need to throw stuff behind my seat um, in the front of the kayak. So, I, I you know, I'm going to have less less room up front. So I got to figure all that out. But that was kind of a disappointment was just I didn't realize how what a what a hassle that rod was going to be um, with regards to, uh, you know, extending that, that trolling motor arm. It definitely reminded me of the first time I took my fishing boat out, which had a, a tiller motor on it. Yeah. My, my 15 foot Sylvan, you know, it's, it's definitely something different. You kind of got to get used to it. Yeah. Um, it's not like driving a car with a steering wheel for sure. 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 But I, I was really impressed on how that thing took off. Um, you know, what, what did we say it did four and a half miles an hour or something? No, it did. It was, it was, it was 3.6 KTS. And when you converted it, it was like 4.1 miles per hour at full, full draw. Sure. I mean, it it got up and moved. I mean, um, that I was, I was pretty happy with. I actually thought it would go faster, but that's just a a numbers game in my mind. You know, I thought I had five, but whatever. It's a 55 pound thrust motor on a 24 inch shaft. It's, uh, 
Uh, it's a new port vessels. I mean, it moves out. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just thought it would go a little faster than it did. That being said, um, I was happy with the, the velocity. I was happy with the turning radius. I mean, it turned on a dime and any time you got a, a trolling motor or rudder attached to the, you know, the rear of the kayak, it's going to, it's going to turn pretty tight. Um, so that was all cool that, that I was pretty happy with, but, and, and the setup too, like the battery up front, my battery box is a little wider than what the kayak has. So I have to run it long ways. So I lose a little bit of my decking that way. So I just got to figure out what the, what it's eventually got to look like, but it was a lot of fun, man. I, I actually enjoyed tooting around in it. Yeah, it was, it was definitely cool. I mean, I think I said to you, I mean, that, that's a sharp little setup, you know, and I agree with you, you know, the getting up and down of the motor as you're taking off and coming back in the shore, little bit of a hassle, but I think it it's something that, you know, once you tinker around with it a little bit, you'll get that more dialed in. But yeah, yep. I think, I think overall, I mean, that's going to be an awesome river setup for sure. I, I think it will too. And it'll get the job done for what I want it to do. You know, mostly I'll be yeah. paddling anyway, uh, at least for positioning, but, uh, uh, for the long hauls, I think it's going to help out a lot. For sure. Yeah, and I even tried to keep up with you in the Bonafide. <laughs> that was awesome. And uh, I, I started to catch up to you, but my arms got tired real quick. So I'll, you know, on those long hauls, I'll definitely take your trolling motor over me paddling like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were, you were keeping up. Um, you were totally keeping with me at full draw. Um, but you know, over the long haul and over time, it, you just can't keep up, you know, you just can't. Do yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, definitely hard to keep up with that. But uh, I mean, I was paddling pretty darn hard. You were hauling, but, dude, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's definitely a cool setup and I'm interested to see, you know, what your thoughts are after you get a few runs in on it too, you know, because yep. uh, I, I was definitely impressed with it for sure. So now from that, I mean, let's talk a little bit about fishing. I mean, you've been going out at nights. You've been slaying these bass on uh, on, on, on buzz, right? Yeah, I've been um, the last hour and a half, two hours of sunlight, I've been throwing buzz baits. I've been getting huge explosions. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, which is definitely cool. Um, yeah. Didn't necessarily work out for me this past weekend, uh, but – I think weather's changed a bit compared to what it's been. So there's a little bit of a pattern change going on, but I mean, yeah, the, the buzz baits have been great. Um, you know, casting them up by uh, docks doing that. And then not only that, but over open water in three, four foot of water, I've been getting blow ups too. And the quality of fish has been just absolutely phenomenal. You know, and well, that lake not, have, they're so chunky, you know, right? Thick. And not only that, but I've been getting some pike on the buzz bait as well. So, what a blast! That, that's even more fun, you know. Yeah, so, um, yeah, buzz baits have been, been working awesome. Um, chatter bait seems like it's kind of slowed down a little bit for me, but I know you had some success on Sunday, uh, when we were out together. Um, and you were throwing a little bit different setup than what I've been throwing. You you had like a grub tail on the back of it as a trailer, correct? Yeah, it was like a like a lime green, um, like a mix between like a lime green and a baby bass kind of color. It was really bright and just a grub tail, but a really big one. 
and I was sure. running a uh, a Picasso with a uh, it was basically green and green and white skirt. What was funny about that though was I counted it up. I had seven fish on, and I only got one in the boat, which was really bad. I mean, when you really think about it, like I, I don't know how I missed all those hookups. I don't know if my rod was too loosey goosey with that that ugly stick I got. It's got too fast of a of a tip. I'm not sure, but uh, um, yeah, I had seven strikes and I only got one in the boat, and uh, I, that was well, kind of disappointing. I think the fish have been a little finicky. Like I said, I was out Saturday night. I I got the old skunk, and that's <laughs> like the the first time this year that's happened. I think. Um, and then Sunday again, you know, I missed I missed one fish on the on the chatter, yeah. And I missed I missed another fish on the buzz bait, but it wasn't an intense hit like it has been so like it was just I mean, touching it yeah. yeah they were just swiping at it barely yeah. and it, it wasn't that aggressive like yeah. i'm hungry i'm gonna eat bite you know so i mean it's been a little bit different but you know overall i i mean it you know it is what it is you're gonna get those days right you know it's the the low of summer you know right now so well i guess the highlight for me sunday was uh we were out in that big flat it was like what six seven feet weeds came up to like three feet perfect for running the chatter and um i had a bass on came out of the water it was a small guy he wound up getting off but then the next cast right after that i was literally getting to the point you know the point where you're just about to see your lure as you're reeling it in right. pull it out to throw another cast and right before i saw it my rod tip just bent right into the water and it started ripping drag. And this thing yeah. must have been hang, hanging out like under my kayak or something. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing it was a Northern, but it could have been a big bass. I don't know, but it, it had some, some, some muscles to it. Cause uh, again, my, my bait caster was just stripping drag and it's t- only happened for about five seconds. I had him on and I'm like, yes, this is it. And then uh, boom, he was gone. So that was the highlight of my day. That, that yeah. a horrible day, horrible day of fishing. It was, that's the highlight. I've had those bites with those chatters and I've, I've had it be and, and pike right, and, right. you know, it, that just goes to show you how stealthy kayaks are. You know, these fish aren't, aren't seeing the boats like as if you were in a big fishing boat. That's and, right. That's you right. know, they're, they're blowing up on baits right, right next to your boat. So, yep. I mean, yep. that's always fun. It's definitely different. So. I, I love that. It's, look, by the way, it's, the it's, best. It's like doing a figure eight next to the boat muskie and he actually hits it, you know. I mean, <laughs> right. that that's there's something to be said about that, you know, for sure. So Well and you know, to, to kinda wrap up that segment, I mean, we're talking about uh fishing, right? I mean, there's also fishing where you're you're kind of fishing for a rod in the water. You know what I'm talking about? You ever hear that kind <laughs> of fishing? <laughs> Maybe you ought to tell oh, that story in our this, final this is the, this is this is the funny campfire story, huh? <laughs> so, uh, I was, uh, this was probably a week, week and a half ago. I snuck out one evening, uh, throwing buzz baits up by docks and, uh, casting out. And I'm, I'm on the one shoreline and, uh, there's like a, a little inlet there and I'm heading back out towards open water to cruise up along the shoreline and hit all these docks as i'm going up and uh you know i see out in the distance it was it was getting pretty dark and i was in my pelican and 
I decided I was going to stay out a little later than I should have because I didn't have lights on my boat and I was just going to paddle in along shore. Anyways, I see, you know, out over the lake, there's a bat swooping around eating. We're starting to kick up and get bad. And, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. At least he's, you know, taking down the mosquito population and I'm not going to get eaten as much as I should have. And, you know, I'm casting and next thing you know, I felt something hit my hat. So I kind of swiped at it with my left hand and, you know, no big deal. And make another cast and I feel it again. I swipe and I'm reeling in and I get it up to the boat and I feel this thing like almost sitting on my hat. And I swipe at it again and out of the corner of my eye, I see this black flying thing. And I thought it was literally a bat on my head. <laughs> so I kind of just like freaked out. I'm in my pelican. So I'm like kind of wobbling around, almost tipping over. And I, and I pick up my paddle and I'm swiping it in the air. So I'm sure it was <laughs> looking at me. It was like, what is this guy doing? And uh, swipe. It's not a bat. It's. And I'm like, okay, I feel dumb. Then I realized when I dropped my rod, I dropped it in the water. And it's a brand new lose bait caster combo that I just spent a hundred and some odd dollars on. And I'm like, oh, great, I'm going to lose this rod. So I quick jam my paddle into the water and I'm fishing around to see if I can catch an eye guide and, you know, fish this rod up. And luckily I did catch a piece of it and I brought it up to the surface and was able to get it out of the water. That's actually the so, most amazing part of the story, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I saved the rod after I realized I was getting attacked by a moth. So, <laughs> and, and I thought it was a bat and it was, it was definitely a, a sight to see. That's one of those moments where I wish I had GoPros mounted on my boat <laughs> just to, you know, actually show the story because it, it was quite humorous. You so know, picture, and... picture someone, picture someone from shore sees this guy who's six, four swatting at a moth, <laughs> losing sitting his wheel a... and everything overboard yeah. in a kayak, S sitting in a 10 foot Pelican kayak. And then the other, <laughs> it's like a clown getting out of one of those small, <laughs> you know? like a Striner's car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely a fun experience for sure so um yeah what are you gonna do you know I, i'm glad it was a moth and not a bat what can i say <laughs> that is hilarious well so, hey you know um so real quick i guess at the uh, uh maybe you could kind of tell some of the new users <laughs> how they can find us or new listeners uh how they can find us on social media and whatnot yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram. It's the word paddle, the letter N, the word um, on Instagram. Um, if you've got a question, want to hear a topic, um, you want us to talk about something, you know, our boats, whatever it may be, our setups, um, you can email us at paddle, the letter N, fin.com. And then also something that I've been forgetting to mention, if you download the Anchor podcast app, you can actually leave us a voicemail. If you got a comment you want to drop to us, um, a question, you know, anything, um, and we can play it on future podcasts. 
it's a, you know, you'll leave a voice message just like a, a voice note on your iPhone or whatever cell phone device you're using and it'll give us that recording and we can pop it into our podcast and, you know, reply to uh, whatever you have to say to us. So um, definitely look at that. Um, definitely help spread the word. You know, we're, we're continuing to uh, grow the pod and uh, we got some guests actually our next podcast. We're going to have uh, Jay Randall uh, who's sponsored by Jackson kayaks and uh, fishes the KBF on, and we also have a gentleman from um, our local paddle shop uh, who's going to come on and talk to us. He's a fisherman as well, but he's a big-time kayaker, and, you know, he's got uh, a big goal in mind that, uh, you know, he wants to share with us on the podcast, so it's it's definitely going to be cool. I'm looking forward to both of these guys coming on. And yep, so am I. Share sharing their story and uh just shooting the breeze you know so awesome stuff coming man i I can't wait yeah yeah so uh stay tuned guys i mean we got these two guests coming up pretty quick and uh we'll get some stuff up and posted but uh please just continue to you know give us those ratings and spread the word all right man well hey it's good talking to you bry same here and uh we'll we'll catch you guys next next time